What is your question on money? We're going to try to get into those here in a moment. We've got some callers lined up. We've got some folks who've shared questions on our comment line. And you're welcome to share yours as well on our storyline at 888-888-1717. As we celebrate one of the five essentials of life, finances, resources, what God's given us uh, to manage, we call it stewardship. That's not a word you hear in your daily conversations, that you're a steward. Uh, But we are. Biblically, that means that everything belongs to Him. And uh, we've been given an opportunity to steward it, to manage it, take care of it. How are you doing with that? How am I doing with that? Great question. Uh, by the way, intentional living is focused on these five essential areas because we believe that uh, when we bring glory to God in these five essential areas, of course, growing in our faith, our family, and our marriage, and parenting, uh, in our work, our finances, and our health, that uh, God gets the glory. But you know what? We benefit from that. And uh, we're here to help you really experience and thrive the way God intends. And so money is certainly one area of that today. Let's get to the calls. Uh, first, let me go to Brianna Joe in Michigan. Hi there. How are you? Good, doctor. How are you? Good. Good. Appreciate your call. What's your question? My question is, as a young person wanting to financially um, start out with, you know, Christ and how can I do it, you know, through the best way, what's your biggest piece of advice you would offer to, um, me starting out as wanting to uh, put my finances to the best use through my for myself and for Christ. Decide now. How old are you, Brianna Joe? I'm eight. I am eighteen. Good for you. Decide now at eighteen how you want to end. How, what? What? If you, I know it's hard to look down the road, fifty, sixty years. How do you want to be? Um, you want to look back, and I hear you saying at 18, you want to honor Christ, you want to do this right. Congratulations. And uh, Thank you. The one thing I would suggest is that you put together a simple, systematic approach to money that honors God, and you stick with it every day. And that's why we talk about 10, 10, 80. If you start even at 18 to say, I'm going to tithe, I'm going to start saving, I'm going to learn to live on the other 70%, you're going to bring, you know, you're bringing glory to God, and frankly, you're going to benefit. I'll tell you what, when you, if you start saving 10% of everything that you earn right now, when you get to be a, a senior lady with gray hair, you'll look back and say, that Dr. Randy I talked to was a smart old guy, because look how much <laughs> money I got and how much we gave and how good God has been with our finances. Right. You know, are you working now? Yes, I'm. I'm working right now. What do you What do you want to do with your life? Um, I'm still yet to decide, but I know at the end of the day, um, I I do want to proclaim the Lord, and every day, you know, I want to work through Him, and anything I do, any job I have, I want to work for and through Christ. Um, mm. but besides long term, I'm not sure yet. It's all right. You're 18. Those things will come. They'll be clear. But if if you follow some of these, what we call these intentional living principles, Brianna Joe, the 10, 10, 80, for instance, if you write that down and say, okay, uh, I'm going to start following that, 
and you do that intentionally, you have no regrets. You look back and say, that was a smart thing to do with money. Um, For sure, yeah. So if you start that way now, you'll, you'll be better off down the road. Are you in college now, in school? Um, not currently. Still trying to decide right now, but um, just working. Okay. And trying to figure out it all still. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all chuckling because we remember being 18 trying to figure it out. Uh, but you know what? I am very encouraged when I hear a young person like you in this country today with everything going on saying, I want to give my life and service. Uh, you keep that attitude and God will open some doors for you. Yes. Thank you. I for sure will. I know without a doubt that at the end of the day, he is the way, truth, and the light. And that's for all, you know. Amen to that. Well, I'm glad you're listening to the radio today. Thank you, Brianna Joe. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. Thank you. There's hope. Right, Jennifer? There's hope when we hear young people like Brianna Joe say, hey, I want to serve God. You do it right, you get started right, uh, it's easier down the road. Now, I would say to those of you who are 58 and saying, I wish I had done that when I was 18, it's all right, you start where you are today. That's why I tell people the rear view mirror in the car is small for a reason, uh, because you want to get a glance of where you're coming from, but the windshield is big, because that's your future. Uh, so don't be discouraged. All right, let me see here. Um, you're welcome to join us as well, 888 888 You can share your story on our comment line. Uh, let me go to Carmelo is on the line in Arizona. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. <laughs> good, appreciate your call. Go right ahead. Um, so my question to you is, uh, what do I do to be able to take a... Um, take charge or take a take a stand on me being able to use our savings that we have together um, I've started a savings a few years ago and now she's joined me um, but ever since that happened uh, we have separate uh, savings and ever since that happened um, it's been very problematic uh, I uh, I can do it but it's always an issue or it's always a no, don't touch it, don't, don't, don't. And no, it's always see, a see if I under, that. Let me see if I understand. You guys set up a savings mm-hmm. account. Yeah. And then you want to pull it out or part of it out to spend it on something. Yeah, to spend it on, on, on whatever tools because I, I have a business. And I, it's always, uh, ever since uh, she joined my savings, because we used to have a separate savings, and it's easier to save towards uh, a bigger goal, which is buying a home. Um, not in the n- near future, but soon uh, it's going to be an investment home. And mm-hmm. uh, I've had my tools stolen and things like that. And she would rather me use a credit card and pay interest than use the savings. And it's just about everything. I I um I really don't have no control because it's always a fight, and it's not a a little argument is like it goes on. <laughs> so I want to know how to approach that to be able to reason with her and, um, you know, fix the situation. Well, she might call and say, how do I reason with him? Yeah. Well, she doesn't touch it at all. So I don't, <laughs> all right. let, I don't know. You how guys are, you guys are co-mingling your business with your fi- personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Not a yeah. good plan. No. Not a good plan. <laughs> um, and because see, everything has a everything should have a purpose. And mm-hmm. if you have a savings account, when you start it, you should say, "What's the purpose of this savings account?" And my guess is yeah. yours is well, we save it until we need it, and mm-hmm. your wife's is we're going to save it until some point in the future when we really need it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, just, and so you have just different. Like I, I guess if if I were sitting down with you, uh, Carmelo, mm-hmm. uh, more yes. from a business perspective, I would encourage you to separate uh, and do a couple of things. One is separate your personal finance from your business, so you can manage it. It's your business; you got to manage it. If you if you drive the business into the ground, be careful, because if your wife's a good manager of money, she might be a big help to you in the financial planning. Secondly, you should have a plan put together: a financial plan for your business and a financial plan for your for your own family. And I'd keep them separate. And so if this, if the tools get stolen, well, I don't know where insurance is, but if, stu- if tools get uh, stolen and you have to have tools to be able to do the job that brings in the income, then you have to work that. But you work it out of the savings portion that goes into your business and you're not taking it out of your home. Now, I know when you're starting a business, that gets to be really tough. I understand that. But in some way, keeping those two things separate. Secondly, getting on the same page. And having financial plans for your business and for your personal life, and then working on them together. Because right now you guys are, you guys are battling. Yeah, we are. We is are it, constantly every time. <laughs> is this creating a real, real problem in your marriage? Yeah, real real issues. Are you in tr- are you in <laughs> trouble? No, I'm not in trouble. It's just it's just it's just causing constant um, turmoil. But we can overcome it if I just do what she does. <laughs> yeah, but I think your laugh defies what you're really feeling, though. I mean, if I'm exactly. being real honest with you, I think you're really upset or hurting. Yeah, I am I am upset, for sure. I just, sometimes I don't know what to do, but um, I trust God that he's going to uh, set me in the right, right direction, and I pray every day. And Is, is she working? Um, Are you both working? Yeah, we both work. Um just that my savings uh, was looking really good for the bigger plan, so I accepted. You know, okay, but I never you're I never thought about this, but I never set down the rules. You know, if I ever need it for my business, you know, it's this is what's going to happen. Now, are you both contributing so, to savings? Mm-hmm. That's that's why um, I'm not allowed to touch it, and I need it sometimes. Like like within the situation with my tools or my truck breaking down and. Now, are you, are you contributing too? Thing. I'm contrib- contributing most most of the money, for sure. So you're making most of the contributions into the savings, but once yeah. it goes in, she gets upset if you want to take some out. Yeah. But what does she expect you to do if you, your tools are stolen or the truck is broken? What, how does she expect credit you to? Cards. Credit cards and pay interest, and I'm not, I'm not oh, okay with that. So oh. Then it becomes another issue. Yeah, you can pay 20% interest and the bank mm-hmm. people are smiling. They're happy about that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, to me, uh, you know, we talk about money. I, from, a, from a marriage standpoint, you don't really have a money problem as much as maybe a marital problem of not getting on the same page and being in agreement. Listen, we got to agree to certain things. My wife and I, when we first got married, come on now, I'm 18, 19 years old. I mean, what do you know when you're 18, 19 years old? 
Well, one thing we knew was uh, if we used a credit card, we weren't going to pay. We weren't going to pay interest on it. Now, I know a lot of people don't have credit cards at all, and frankly, I think that's a great idea. But we've used credit card over the years. But we have, as far as I know, I mean, over the years, I can't think of any one time we've ever didn't pay it off at the end of the month and get their points and their other kinds of things. Um, yeah, I understand we pay more because you have credit card. I, I get all that. But the point is, if if you can't, you can build up a, a debt on that credit card. You could be paying for 20 years and, and never get out of debt. You could be paying that minimum payment for the next 20 years. I did the math the other day. And somebody had a $5,000 debt that came back like $15,000 over the next 20 years or something, some ridiculous amount. Um, so a business plan, you know, put a plan together. The only way to get from point A to point B is to have a plan to get there. And money is the same way. And I said this yesterday on the show, you got to get mad enough to say, we're sick of this and we're going to go in a different direction. And I use the acronym with MAD, change your mind, change your attitude, and make a decision. You guys can do this. Now I know it takes work, but boy, there's freedom uh, when you get control of that. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. We'll be back. We're talking money today from Intentional Living. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Are you overwhelmed by the uncertainty of life? For many, uncertainty can lead to fear and unhealthy life habits. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living When You're Sick and Tired, you'll learn about the Apostle Paul's work with a church that exhausted and overwhelmed him and his commitment to walk by faith. When you give right now, we'll send you this teaching and we'll toss in God Hears and Answers, a book by Dr. Randy on developing a vibrant prayer life that will grow your faith and confidence in God during times of uncertainty. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive the teaching and the book, call 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And I hope you will. Uh, we love having you be a part of the community, walking with us, and um, we don't set any amount. We know that everybody's been blessed in different ways, but as you can support the ministry in some monthly fashion, we appreciate it, uh, helping us carry on, and uh, then allow us to send you these resources to bless you. Uh, again, go to theintentionallife.com. Or you can call 888 and uh, press number two to talk to our staff today. Uh, hold on for a minute, uh, Louise. I want to get to your call there in a moment. Um, my passion when I, on this topic is my heart breaks when I talk to people who have dug a hole financially and then it's impacting every area of their life, their marriage, family, their mental health, their relationships. And what happens is discouragement often sets in. You feel overwhelmed, feel embarrassed, and then you don't know where to turn, and then sometimes people do things that just make it worse. You can start today following a plan 
making some decision, getting with someone, you know, maybe in your church. I know there are friends from our our friend ministry, a Crown Financial Ministry. Uh, they have counselors in different churches that can be very helpful for you. They've got plans that you can put together uh, that would be very helpful. Online teaching, that would be helpful. But whatever it is, find a program that works for you and then follow it. We teach 101080 because we're, we say, hey, keep it as simple. Keep the cookies on the lower shelf because I enjoy them down there. <laughs> 101080 is, is something we can manage together, right? Uh, learning to, to tithe, learning to save, and then learning to live on the rest. All right, let me go to Louise on the line. Hi there today. How are you? Hi, Dr. Randy. Um, I was calling in regards to a call that I heard yesterday of a young lady that called in, and uh, she was concerned. She's living with her boyfriend. They had separate accounts. Right. Uh, she was having some car problems, and she wanted him to help her uh, with that cost. And I work in a profession where I work with a lot of females, and a lot of them get into relationships long-term, 15 years, and have not been married. And, you know, he better step up. They have expectations, but there, I feel like there's no respect um, from um, the man who, you know, obviously didn't marry her in the beginning and doesn't have respect for himself. And it's it's hard to have the standards afterwards. You know, they had to be laid out in the beginning, like commit to each other and we're doing this together. That's right. So what would you say to her? I would say to her that she needs to um, look to God and uh, put him first and know know her standards. And if we've made mistakes, we need to readjust and say, hey, you know, this was mm-hmm. wrong and I need to restart. You know, it's it's not that, you know, I don't love you, but I just realized this is not going to be ending well. So we have to, you know, give it to God, lay it down and make better choices going forward. And, and I do that, man, every month, <laughs> you know, yeah. but again, it's applying it and applying it and God will meet you. He will not fail. Sure. You know, and when we fail, we have forgiveness, there's grace and we just go forward better. And I am, I've been married over 30 years. Uh, we've had financial problems, of course, um, everyone does, but we are blessed beyond belief. We both work. We do have separate accounts, but it's like, honey, if you want to do that, go ahead from both parts. And God just blesses and it's, he's amazing. And we don't lack for anything. That's right. Listen, when you're on the same page, two are better than one because they have a good return, you know, that works. That is so true. (laughs) Now let me ask this. Uh, We had a question yesterday too on this uh, should we have separate accounts? I talked to Jennifer, our engineer here, and she shared what they do. But the woman that called said, I was with her all the way along. We have separate accounts, so we're not accountable to each other. What do you think about that when you hear people have separate accounts, but they're not accountable to each other? No, I think that's when you're not accountable in anything. You know, first we got to be accountable to God, and we have to be accountable to one another and have that freedom. Know that, you know, he loves me, she loves me. And we're not going to judge. Of course, we're going to talk about it in light of what, you know, what does the word say and make our decisions based upon that. So, no, I mean, we, we've never, we're on both of the accounts, but we have like our one main account. And no, I think you have to be together on that. You have to have some transparency. Yeah. Definitely. You're one, you're one, you're a couple and 
that's it. That's right. It's for both your sakes. It's a blessing both ways. Now you said you're you, not going to lose. You said you work with uh, in an environment with with women and a lot me- of women. I, I work in the medical field, and I I didn't work. I raised my kids, uh, homeschooled them. My husband provided, and then they started getting older. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to go back. And I've been in that field for six years, and God has just blessed me financially and and us and. But I see a lot of women, you know, and they're, that's a good pain profession. And a lot of these um, young men, you know, sure, they're willing to get in a relationship with them. But there's got to be that commitment of we're doing this life together. Mm-hmm. Or it's just, there's just brokenness. Amen. It's not. You're right. I mean, we've all seen it. And it's, it's uh, I've seen it in, in uh, one of my children and it's, it's heartbreaking. Yes, it is. And then it just goes on in the generations and we got to break that. Yes, we do. We both come from broken families, both my husband and myself, but, uh, you know, there's a God and it's, it's different for us. It's, it's wonderful. Yes. He forgives and he restores, but there's a point in life where we got to stop being stupid, right? That is so true. That is so true. And I am definitely there. (laughs) (laughs) We all do that one point or another. Hey, thank you. It was nice talking to you, Louise. And thank you for sharing your wisdom today. Good, good stuff. Thank you. Be blessed. Uh, We are. That's good. I mean, she, she summarized, I think what we're talking about here today. If you're married and you're not on the same page, you know what that's about. You know what that feels like. And I guess I always kind of shake my head when I see two people in a marriage not on the same page on some of the big things like this. Um, because you know who you end up hurting at the end of the day? You don't, you don't hurt me. You hurt yourself. And you, maybe your kids, obviously, and the people closest to you. Um, the bank's happy to, get, to charge you up uh, and loan you the money. Uh, the stores are happy to to sell you the stuff. You can go online, order anything you want. They're happy to do that. When was the last time someone in the retail business said, you know, do you really need this? <laughs> do you really, are you sure before I put this in a box and mail it to you, do you really, really need that? <laughs> that ain't going to happen. I mean, we're being bombarded constantly with things that we're told we need that we don't. I'll tell you what we need more than anything is to be on the same page So wherever you are in your marriage financially today, I really encourage you to do that next right one thing. All right. We've got a couple more. Let's see if we can get to a couple more of these questions from our comment line. Uh, Let's go to the next one. Jennifer, what do we got? I have a 20-year-old that is a drug addict that has been in and out of rehab, and I'm a single parent. He is no longer living in my house as of two weeks ago, and the goal that I wanted to seek your advice on is should I continue to help him with the legal fees, trying to make him honest and accountable. Thank you. You know, that, that is probably the most difficult of all questions that uh, we're going to get here today because you love your child and you want to expect the best from them and you want to help them. And then you hear people like me and others who say you got to hold them accountable and you got to let them bottom out and uh, they're never going to get better until they take full responsibility, which, by the way, is all true, but it's painful. Uh, I've just taken a simple kind of a, a formula when it comes to this by asking the question, is what you're about to do for your child going to help them 
or hinder them from getting healthy? That's the question. If, if, it's, if your answer is, well, I believe they're at the place where if I help them over this little hill, they are serious. I mean, how do you know? I don't know, but just experience will tell you because they had about 14 hills before that that you tried to help them over and they didn't respond in a positive way afterward. So some of it's just that, that gut level knowing your child well enough. But I do know this, when, when, when we enable someone who's struggling um, to get better and we enable them to stay in their pit, they'll stay there, unfortunately. And there's a point where they've got to be held accountable for themselves. So I know it's a tough, a tough uh, answer, but just pray and give, uh, ask God to give you wisdom. When we're sick and tired, any of you ever feel sick and tired? Maybe you feel a little sick and tired right now. You just get weary in life. There are things that come. It could be a physical illness. It could be something going on in your own personal life, or it may be something that's happening in a marriage or a family or whatever it is. But we just sometimes just feel weary and, and pretty overwhelmed, even as believers. You know, today's program, I think it represents that. I think some people, some of you called and some that we didn't get to, we're frankly just sick and tired of your financial life. If you're sick and tired of where you are and you see the relational impact, uh, there's hope. And the lesson that we've put together this month for our intentional living community is intentional living when you're feeling sick and tired in whatever area of your life. What does the Bible teach? And the Apostle Paul gives us great wisdom. So here at the very end of the month, it's sort of a last call uh, for those who would come and stand with us at Intentional Living, your monthly support. We appreciate whatever God lays on your heart. You pray about it. Pray about it before you join us. And uh, we'd love to send you the God Hears and Answers prayer book, along with our monthly teaching that will come to you by email each and every month, including this month on that topic. Just go to theintentionallife.com theintentionallife.com click on donate or call during west coast business hours 888-888-1717 and then uh, press number two for the staff okay we're wrapping it up i got 30 seconds just a reminder the upcoming intentional love marriage date night on the road again just a fun night uh together we're going to be we meaning myself and some of our team we're going to be in uh, jackson michigan at the jackson nazarene church jack naz as it's called uh and that'll be on thursday night um april 20th april 20th come on out uh we're gonna have just a couple hours have get someone to watch the kids you come on out celebrate your marriage we're gonna laugh together you're gonna you're gonna feel a lot better at the end of the night and be challenged with some things you can take home with you that'll encourage you in your marriage friday night in mount pleasant the uh, community church the mount pleasant campus and uh, that'll be friday night um which approaching 40 or 50% sold out last count, I think. I think it was around 35 or 40% in Mount Pleasant. So even though we're officially opening the the, uh, promotion next week, I would encourage you to get your tickets today. Uh, Limited seating, want you to be a part of it. Bring some friends with you. Again, theintentionallife.com. Thank you, Jennifer, Gino on Facebook today and all our Facebook friends and Stephen, my friend and producer here. We'll be back again next time with more intentional living.